0: Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. You guys don't even know what you're in for today. You are in for the best damn podcast you have listened to in maybe the last 24 hours. I can't go beyond that because who knows? Maybe yesterday you listened to something super amazing. So let's just hope to be the best we can today. Right, Justin?
1: You're totally right, Chrissy. (laughs) On the money, 100%.
0: Just for the day. It's It's like AA, one day at a time.
1: Why, why are we, what kind of podcast are we? Like explain, if, if this is their first time listening, So I Married a Movie Geek, Yeah. By the way. What, what are we all about?
0: Well, <laughs> the name of the podcast is a riff on So I Married an Axe Murderer. I feel like I need to explain that to people. Famous
1: Mike Myers, Nancy Travis movie. There you go. Go. Yes. But
0: I, Chrissy McQueen, did not, in fact, marry an axe murderer.
1: No. I did. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm the movie geek. Yep. She's the axe murderer.
0: Exactly. It's a match made in heaven. Uh,
1: Chrissy hadn't seen very many movies yes. when, when we met. And so she's been... Uh, Catching
0: up ever since. Yeah.
1: Just a, a long list of movies yes. that she's now seen. So, and then
0: every other week we do this great thing called the Fantasy Movie Draft. And lucky you, you're not listening to one of those episodes today. We're so Sorry. <laughs> next week
1: why do you always say that
0: because they're so fun and they're so good and then i feel like every other week it's like second string let's watch some movies
1: <laughs> absolutely not you're the og uh, yeah you're the og I,
0: i'm like the og of a show that got better as it went on and you remember that first season and you're like oh yeah <laughs>
1: oh man well i listened to like our first episode recently oh you did yeah ghostbusters yeah it's horrible
0: i'm sorry guys like
1: I mean, I just think we're okay now, but we were really bad then. Some people are so
0: kind, though, In our defense.
1: Yeah. I love that I said it that way. Yeah, defense. defense. (laughs) It was like fucking 2009.
0: We didn't know what we were doing. (laughs)
1: We didn't know what we were doing. Uh, I was just
0: out of college. I'd just gotten my journalism degree and thought, I know what I'm doing now. Nope. Nope. Yeah. did Not not
1: good. (laughs)
0: Not good. (laughs) Thanks, guys. You really Uh, stuck with us there. You're amazing.
1: I feel a little bit. Discombobulated today.
0: Oh, okay. Por qué, senor? Uh,
1: by the way, sorry for this being up a day later than normal in terms of release. Life uh, happens. We apologize. The reasons are plenty. Number mm. one, um, it's Chrissy's mom's birthday. We, cel- we, yes. we over celebrated your mom's birthday. This is what we
0: do. It, it was a big number. It was, a, it was a, a big, grandiose number for her.
1: Yeah. So happy birthday to your mom.
0: Yay. Woo woo.
1: Uh, I did some Marie Con- Marie. Con- it's also, your
0: brother's birthday, by the way.
1: Happy birthday, my brother Adam,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as well. Yeah, Adam. I did some Marie condoing over the weekend of some of your mom's stuff.
0: Justin is a, is, a, is like a Marie condo master at this point. I just kind of stand. Does there not and spark watch. joy.
1: Does not spark joy. Does not spark joy. Nothing
0: sparks joy for Justin. Basically, we're gonna live in a hovel by the time this is done with nothing <laughs> in it because nothing sparks joy for him.
1: I-, I literally found a trash bag, Chrissy, in your mom's closet. <laughs> Full of other like reused trash
0: bags. (laughs) (laughs) And I know my mom. She's like, you never know when you might need these.
1: It's like none of this sparks joy. No. So there was a lot of that. So that was time and like psych. uh, Brain power. A lot of of brain power. Also, we started watching Leaving Neverland.
0: I was wondering if you were going to bring that up.
1: I can't not talk about it.
0: Well, I wanted to talk to you about it yesterday, but you you could not talk about it with me.
1: It's dominated my whole. Night and day, yeah. Since we watched it,
0: so so, are you ready to talk about it with me now? Have you reached a place uh, where you can communicate effectively about what you saw?
1: I want to watch the the other half. Okay, it's just you know, it's just complicated, man. Like it, mm-hmm. it's he was such a big, I mean, he huge, huge in my life when I was a kid watching the first half and seeing those kids. One of which I think basically were the exact same age. Yeah. Uh, so that coupled with the, you know, I don't know. What did you think? Horrifying. Just well, horrifying. It,
0: of course it's horrifying. And I, I mean, I'm in the camp where, yes, I always thought he was a very talented performing musician, but didn't have the like borderline obsessive fandom that I think a lot of people did for him. So when things started coming out in the 90s, for me it was an, it was easy to wrap my head around like, oh yeah, it sounds like this guy really did this. This is terrible. Why are we still listening to his music? And then it, you know, it perpetuated yeah. and kept going from there. And I felt like that was always a little more complicated for you because I think that you intellectually understand a little bit better what, you know, the gravity of what he did, but coupled with you know a lot seemingly about his biography and his childhood and not that you to say you ever gave him a pass, but it did seem like you had some understanding of he was a victim too but now having watched this first half of finding neverland i, I want to ask you actually hearing the gory details does it make it more real for you does it do you believe
1: yeah i mean just hearing i hearing them talk about it yeah and the way that they talk about it mm-hmm. because the big thing and people you go online today people are bringing it up is like he testified in court yeah you know
0: Lots of victims do.
1: But yeah, due to the fact that I have worked on something Michael Jackson related in the past and had heard stories that we just couldn't talk about. Like we just, they were just hearsay stories where you're like, Hmm. oh man, okay. And so that, hearing those stories coupled with like, okay, he did go, he was, I don't know. It was just very sad. It was just a very sad thing to watch and there's no way You know, I think I can listen to his music anymore. I was going to ask about that. Which is like, you know.
0: It's a big thing for you.
1: Closing a book. And now, and especially because in like a roundabout way, your mom like first, like really got our son into Michael Jackson. And yep. And we kind of, I kind of, like I said, kind of fed into that as well. So now I'm just like, Mm -hmm. oh, we got to. Make a, a quick swerve on that as well. Yeah, pivot. I don't know.
0: And I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Yeah, look, see, told you all." I think it's very sad. It's all very, very sad that we are at this point now. And just you know, the kids, I, man. Yeah, just the kids. that's why it's sad.
1: I mean, it's it's we don't it's, even know how deep the rabbit
0: hole really goes.
1: It's the, the I mean, the documentary is obviously about the two of two of these guys and their. What they've been through.
0: Wade Robson and James Safechuck yeah. from Simi Valley.
1: Although, especially Safechuck's mom.
0: Oh my God.
1: I, I just like the way, just the way the documentary is put together. Like, oh, I had some abducted in plain sight. Like, oh, yeah. Things like going in competition on while for watching. Worst it. parents ever. And I'm just like, this, you know, this happens. Hundreds and hundreds of times over. hmm And, you know, to work in an industry where we hear of stories of things happening and wonder why certain people haven't been, you know, hadn't gotten in trouble for the alleged things that they have done. Yeah. It's just super sad. I agree. And, yeah. So watching that documentary is just like a floodgate of, like, things going on we're just like oh horrible horrible so
0: but i feel like we as a society would be hypocritical if we reject the work of the harvey weinsteins of the world and everyone else who has really done something abhorrent and then to still embrace his music or you know as good as it was and say you know what but we can still we can still listen to thriller right like that's okay to walk to on halloween with our kids right no no of course Mm -hmm. not
1: i mean personally just not not for me anymore no same (laughs) can't do it so that has affected everything
0: i'm sorry (laughs) no i'm just
1: i'm just saying up front man like i know it just really hurts it really hurts and and fuck fuck, It hurts bad Ugh, horrible
0: hurts bad hurts bad
1: so your mom's birthday, leaving Neverland,
0: <laughs> and Marie condoing everything.
1: <laughs> Recondoing everything. We've been watching a lot of Netflix. Yes, lately. Um, shout out to or Abducted in Plain Sight, which we just yeah. Like, since we watched that, I've literally been bringing it up like all the time, all the time. Yeah. Um. What else?
0: I've been watching Working Moms on the side, which is a great little Canadian sitcom. Is that good? Yeah, it's funny.
1: Uh. I I've been watching, and Chrissy has been like actively repelling against um. What's the dating show? Oh boy, dating around, dating around, love it, okay. love it. Well, because I, why do you love it? Well, back in the day, Chrissy knows when we first started dating. I was obsessed with this show called Blind Date. <laughs> <laughs> That's the limo, yeah. Like Blind yeah, Date yeah, show, yeah. love that show. Roger this Lodge, true. I remember that. I feel like this is kind of like
0: call back to that
1: a call back to that like a stripped down blind date
0: i get that, that like makes sense. i don't
1: need like i don't need like bachelor like manufactured productive like dates like they just sit these people down with you know several different people and just watch you just watch them talk and like get to know each other and stuff there's no like razzmatazz about it yeah and a lot of the people that they they pick are just not the cookie cutter you know, dating show type of people. Right. Like there's this one guy named Leonard who's like, what's in like his 60s or 70s? And so he goes on like four to five dates with these older like New York City ladies and you're just like this is great. <laughs> this is amazing. So like that. See, like,
0: I would be interested in outlying episodes like that with those sort of characters. I'm not interested in the general, hey, I'm in chance. my late 20s you, or I turned it on, you're like, oh, this? Well, you know what it is? It's not that I didn't hate it. It's not that I hated it. I really genuinely have a finite period of time with which I can enjoy myself or watch anything really because we're busy. We work full time. We have two kids. We watch movies for this podcast. Don't get me wrong. They're great. But, you know, so so outside of that, those commitments, I have a small window. So it has to be something I really enjoy. Otherwise, I kind of resent it because it wasted an hour for me that I won't get back. What ifs? I mean, it's kind of true, though.
1: Uh... Russian doll. I watched all of Russian doll. You
0: did. I watched that by Natasha, proxy. Natasha
1: Leon. What I saw who was am, great. Who's amazing in it. Mm-hmm. And it involves. Cock cockroach, like, <laughs> like alternate universes type, like weird time travel type stuff, you know, which I love. I was watching it. I was like, man, I would have loved Natasha Leon in like a, a quantum leap type series. That means series. To me. Quantum leap? Don't know what you're talking Scott about. Scott Bakula?
0: Sure. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that every time there's a movie where see, you have to, or we go, what? I'm going to go, I'm sorry.
1: I feel, are you Drew Barrymore from 51st Days right now? No. I've talked about Quantum Leap before. I know you've
0: talked about it, but I, I don't know the show. I have never watched
1: it. And maybe we should start a Quantum Leap.
0: Sidecast. <laughs> Sidecast,
1: episode one.
0: I mean, we did once have a podcast called The Hills. It was about The Hills, the show with Lauren oh, Conrad. I'm sure
1: that was. That's not even out there anymore. I can't even find. I can't even find. I was like looking for our email to see oh, really? if I can find an episode. That's so funny. That's so bad it was taken off.
0: <laughs> they took it oh, off. They nope. scrubbed it for the internet. We can't watch this.
1: Anyway, so this is a long lead up to like <laughs> this is the state we're in. Like it's been a crazy weekend.
0: Trump's crazy 2-hour speech. Did you hear that by the way? Yes. Oh
1: my god. Um, you know Cohen, global warming we're we're all going to die.
0: We're all going to die.
1: So, Los Angeles hasn't
0: had a 70 degree day since 2018. Let that sink in, people.
1: So knowing we you know shit's going down, we're all about to die. We're like, okay, what two movies has Chris, <laughs> Chrissy not seen <laughs> does she have to see? And so knowing it's March, and we try to go big for March because uh, we got our the March Madness rounds of our 80s fantasy draft, fantasy movie draft tournament coming out. Right. Huge. So we're like, okay, let, let's let's mark a couple big ones off Chrissy's list that she's never seen before. Yes. And we pick these two, which I think have a kind of like a little common bond in them. So we'll go with uh, the the oldest ones first. Ready, Chris? Yes. Okay, so Chrissy finally watched from 1992 a little movie called Reservoir Dogs. Face! No! Put the gun down! Hear your names Mr. White, Mr. Blonde,
0: Mr. Pink. Why am I Mr. Pink? Who cares what your name is? Yeah, that's easy for you to say. You're
1: Mr. White. And you have a cool sounding name. Let's go to White. Well, I don't know why I came you the Something
0: right.
1: What happens if the manager won't give you the diamonds?:
0: Cut off one of his fingers the little one
1: get <laughs> They hadn't it done. what I told them not to do, they'd still be alive. this. <laughs>
0: You're acting like a first-year thief. I'm acting like a professional. And friendly, a good, you have been doing 10 years. Taking out some stupid money. Ain't no choice at all. Bam. Bam. Bam, 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 bam. You're under arrest, sugar.
1: <laughs> Harvey Keitel. Tim Roth. Chris Penn, Steve Buscemi, Lawrence Tierney, and Michael matson They're the Reservoir Dogs. Hey, I'm gonna shoot this guy. All right, long line for this one from IMDb, Chris. Yeah. Reminder. When a simple jewelry heist goes horribly wrong, the surviving criminals begin to suspect that one of them is a police informant.
0: Bum, bum, bum. Reservoir Dogs
1: was written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Stars Harvey Keitel, Tim Roth, Michael Madsen, Steve Buscemi, Chris Penn, Lawrence Tierney, and Quentin Tarantino himself. Christy finally watched it for the first time. Reservoir Dogs. What do you think, Chris?
0: It's a really fucking great movie, and
1: whoa! And I don't mind saying
0: the word fucking That's- in this because I feel like that happened every three seconds in the movie so I'm, I'm in good company here
1: wow you just started this review of like your eric gagne like first <laughs> <laughs> like really in his prime eric gagne like the heater you're like i do fucking great and
0: i loved eric gagne so it works well, out for i know me. i was
1: trying to use that reference so you knew exactly what i was talking about. i
0: did well done anyway
1: that's <laughs> wow okay Explain. It Go doesn't, ahead. Okay.
0: So this movie is inherently difficult to watch. Not the whole way through, but throughout parts. And most notably, um, the the torture sequence, when that starts to really, the pilot light like, gets hit, <laughs> lit under that. Um, so it's not a movie that is for the faint of heart, but it's visually interesting. It's a great ensemble piece. It's obviously well-written it's pacing is really great. I don't usually notice uh cinematography and in, in, unless it's like a beautiful expansive movie, but I noticed it in this movie, the way that shots were framed the way that like there's one scene in particular where two of them are, are talking in a bathroom, but it's shot like down a hallway as opposed to right in the center of the action, which gives you this voyeur eavesdropping sort of experience, which was interesting. Anyway, I, I'm digressing a little bit here. Um, I, Um I mean, it's, I, having seen only a few of Quentin Tarantino's movies, it's, I can see why people are a very big fan. I didn't know this was his first movie until you told me that uh, after it was over. And I mean, it makes total sense why this was a springboard to his career.
1: Wow. Kind of feel like making a third baby with you right now. <laughs> that was sexy. No, I'm just yeah. glad you like this. I'm glad you like this. It's Yay. All right. Um, yeah, Reservoir Dogs. I mean, what's more to say about Reservoir Dogs? I'm surprised. Number one, you hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. Number two, I hadn't seen it in a while. And to- I mean, mostly holds up. So mostly holds up.
0: How does it not hold up in terms of the timeliness?
1: Um, I, let's let's start out with pluses first before I, sure. It, and there's way more pluses than minuses. Yes. Um. Inventive as hell. This movie cost; the budget was one point two million.
0: Mm. Wow! Uh, well, I mean, so, it's all shot in the one room, so it makes sense in a way.
1: <laughs> I, I, I figured that you would like this movie, and you pick, you pick up. You were like at the end of the movie, you are like, this could be a play.
0: Yes, I almost said that in, in my uh, synopsis a minute ago, and, y- 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 and y'all I like, know yes. I love me some theater, and it felt like a play as opposed to um, a. You know, like a what's his face? What's the guy who blows things up? Michael Bay. Like this big ass Michael Bay bombastic movie. Those things suck. This was good.
1: So, inventive as hell, obviously a great s- script going on. Um, the characters, like all the characters have some like weird, like quirk, mm-hmm. something going on. Like, yes. Kytel, like, yes. This is like primetime. Harvey Keitel, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Madsen playing like a weird sociopath. Oh, you mentioned so the unnerving. stuck in the middle with you. That's like the famous scene, the, yeah, the torture yeah, 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 scene yeah, yeah. from this movie. Mm-hmm. Amazing in that. I mean, the fact that everyone still talks about that scene and how brutal it is, but you, it, you don't see the actual. Cutting of the ear yes. happen,
0: and and there wasn't a big spurting of blood. It wasn't no. like some sort of Wes Craven movie where you know uh, the slasher, and then you see like the innards falling out. It wasn't like that at all. It the the horror of it really comes from the psychological anticipation of knowing what's about to happen or what he may do.
1: Um, so yeah, that scene's amazing. Um, what else? uh chris penn steve buscemi buscemi was great steve, steve buscemi might be one of my favorite characters in this because instantly off the bat he's a gigantic asshole no, he's
0: totally unlikable
1: <laughs> with the whole the whole tipping speech which again that's famous <laughs> the yeah. the like a virgin like that whole dick thing Right. Very quint like But it's funny because when it started, all the I was DN- like, where are they going with this? All the DNA from like Quentin Tarantino movies is in this movie, like yeah. baked in with like the pop culture, the violence, yeah. you know, over talky characters. So it's just like seeing someone's, you know, first painting, and you're like, Oh, they're obviously super talented. Yeah. Let's 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 what else did you like in the movie?
0: I think they spent a perfect amount of time on each character. I was worried a little bit when first we we met Mr. White and learned, you know, about about how he got to be where he is. And it was, I was going to say vaguely interesting, but no, it was more than vaguely. It was interesting. And then when they rewound and then I forgot who came next. Was it orange or pink? I can't remember. But whoever was next in the lineup, I thought, oh God, are we going to have to do this for every guy? Like this is going to... This this is now going to be into the weeds a little bit, uh, but the, the again I mentioned the pacing. The pacing was perfect. You didn't feel like they spent too long on any one person to pull focus. Uh, and yet, and this is an interesting thing for not spending too much time on any one person. They you did feel like you became invested as the viewer in the relationships between them, particularly between Mr. White orange, and Orange. Yes, yeah. and Mr. White.
1: Yeah. It's a a pro story at the core. I was
0: a little bit like, really, we couldn't have one woman in this movie except for the one woman who gets carjacked. (laughs) Yeah. no,
1: No speaking roles for women. No. Um,
0: But then again, it's Quentin Tarantino, so.
1: Exactly. Womp, womp. Yeah. So uh, both the movies we watched, you know, I'm... seeing after not seeing him for a long time. Yeah. And a lot of stuff has happened.
0: Yeah, it has.
1: <laughs> regarding both these directors. This
0: is a problematic episode we're having.
1: You know, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's treatment of, of women in his films. Yes. And then like the, some of the recent behind the scenes stories like the Uma Thurman driving right. the car story. Yes. Him him being the one that chokes, uh, whatchamacallit, Inglorious Bastards. Like yeah. that whole story. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, it,
0: It is. It makes you feel ickier than the torture scene.
1: So between between that and in this movie again, I haven't seen this one in a long time. His his use of the N word, man. Yes,
0: it's jarring. It's It's so so jarring,
1: jarring in this movie, Mm -hmm. and relatively. And you can go online. There's a YouTube that is like a cut of how every time he uses in the N word in one of his movies. Watch that video, and you can tell. And you tell me, yes or no? Does you think he has an issue with the N word?
0: I'm gonna go ahead because he's got in yes. trouble
1: several times. To- I know mean, Spike Lee, you know, yeah. has 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 told him about it. Den- even Denzel Washington, yeah, you can't not a choice guy to like really stick his, you know, neck out there and yeah, you know, do something like that. No, you're so, right. but in this movie, I'm just like, why, like.
0: And at first, it's funny. The first time he's, so I kind of went through different, different emotions. The first time he said it, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're, we're putting that out there. Holy shit. And then I thought, okay, well, you know, it was obviously horrible, but he's not making Steve Buscemi any more likable. And maybe that's the point. Second time I thought, okay, we get it. Buscemi's super unlikable. Like, why are we still doing this? And by the third time I'm like, we have a problem here.
1: So here's what he said about obviously you know it's used in pulp fiction of course like Jingo and Chain blah yes. blah blah anyway he said this about it uh, after after pulp fiction this is his quote he says the way women talk about men when they are no when there're no men around is different from the way women talk about men when there are men around it's like when you say an inward joke you got to say the word or it's not funny it's only the dirtiness of it the nastiness of it that makes it funny so i don't want you to censor the way my characters talk
0: so this yeah, whole in principle, thing is like, i get it but it wasn't funny that's just it.
1: His, besides the weird like if you've ever seen some of his interviews and stuff he seems like he thinks he's like i don't know like i don't get it I,
0: entitled to use that word yeah yeah he does seem like that. He's like,
1: it's got so much power, you know.
0: It's got so much power. You, you and I've got to reduce am... the
1: power by putting it. You yeah, know, and I'm the
0: privileged person who gets to say it. I don't know. Lucky it's just, me. It's
1: just weird. It's yeah, just weird. I agree. Um, so, yeah, in that movie. And I know this sounds weird and it probably sounds petty of me. But one of the big reasons I, I think this movie's a great movie, but I can't, it can't go in my mind and heart from great to like excellent sure because of one main thing what? and it's Mr. Orange Tim Roth mm-hmm. he really gets on my nerves with his whole like he's basically like 75% of this movie he's the um. he's Matthew Lillard where he's like I'm dying over here oh my god screen. you're right and his whole like the, the way he talks when he's like dying like <laughs> from his like wound and stuff it's just like really overexaggerated to me It's a
0: bit much, not going to lie.
1: I, I I don't is that me? I'm is that weird a, for 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 me to say?
0: I'm 100% having a déjà vu moment right now and it's really freaking uh, me the fuck out.
1: It's like if we did but, a scene and I was dying. I'm like, "Oh, Chrissy, I'm dying. I'm dying." Like it's just weird.
0: It's a lot. Um, well,
1: maybe uh, maybe it's like again, I haven't been in a room with someone who you know, it's, it's losing lots of blood due to a. Well,
0: I can make a, an argument a for wound? or against here right now. On one hand, I think you're right, and it was a little overdone. On the other hand, I think it services two things. Number one, I thank God I've never been shot in the gut, but as a person with gut issues, it fucking hurts, dude. So I, I can only imagine. I
1: don't doubt it hurts. Secondarily. And like I, like I said, this might be a right. just me thing.
0: But wait, but, but secondarily, I also think that it services who his character actually was as opposed to the person he was purporting to be because suddenly when when you took away the the artifice of his personality became a coward and he was this you know i don't want to reveal too much as a spoiler alert but you know it,
1: this movie came out in 1992 okay there you yeah. go <laughs> did so, you see that did you see the spoiler coming the 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 turn yes i did you did yes okay because the whole big thing about this movie is who's the rat you right. know why, why, were the, why were the police? At this, you know, jewelry heist. I didn't get it so quickly. I,
0: I I didn't pick up on it until a little later. Um, before he revealed, but
1: uh, were you like, okay, he he's he actually has to have been shot that many times? Like, what? He's so no, 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 I wasn't that.
0: I was like, I was like, I was like, man, for for being like a thug, he's a big baby, and and then when he was bleeding, I was like, and they're like, what? this is something something's not right here and then they were like somebody's and we know it's not you that that was the line that gave it away they were like we know it's not you i am sure it's not him and i it's not him either but it was a throwaway i think it was buscemi who said it It was a total throwaway and i went oh i don't know maybe it is him i think it is based on the way you said that and then sure enough it was
1: uh 272 uses of the word fuck in this movie see no i love me some fuck fuck <laughs> I love that there's 270 uses of the word fuck, but like what seven or eight of the other word. Yeah, but, but those stick out a lot more. I don't know. Voted best independent film ever by Empire Whoa. Magazine.
0: Jesus, that's an auspicious um award. These are all. Uh, it's a major award.
1: It's a major but award. Did they
0: get a leg lamp for it?
1: Quentin Tarantino said he was proud of the movie. Is often on the. Uh, on top 10 lists of heist movies, even though you actually never see the heist. I
0: was going to say, I wouldn't put it on. I'd put it on like a modern film noir list, but I wouldn't put it on Speak, a heist list.
1: Speaking of our boy Tim Roth and his his massive, massive blood loss. Um,
0: he would have died like seven times in the time.
1: A, a paramedic was kept on set to make sure that the amount of blood loss was kept consistent and realistic to that Shut of, a real, of a real gunshot victim.
0: Oh my God. Wow. Uh,
1: And at several points, uh, Tim Roth had laid in the pool of fake blood for so long that the blood dried out and he had to be peeled off the floor. I
0: noticed that in one scene where he, after after he'd been passed out for a while, he got up and he literally was like, (laughs) off the floor. It was disgusting. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: So yeah, um, like I said, I, I think it's a great movie.
0: Can we talk about the ending real quick?
1: Let's talk about the ending.
0: So they get in this, I think you call it a Mexican standoff, right? Yes,
1: gotta have one of those. I mean, I guess so. Gotta have some o- homages in a Quentin Tarantino film. So I didn't, the,
0: for seeing you know, the, the reveal coming about Mr. Orange, I didn't see that coming. And then it happened, and I was like, oh shit, like shit's going down. And I didn't know, honestly, at this point, I mean, I was rooting for Mr. White, but I I had reasons to root for everybody, weirdly, in that Mexican standoff. I understood the kid who was like, this is my dad. What are you doing? Like
1: Chris Pan in the tracksuit. Yeah, thank you. You're like, why does he have a tracksuit? Oh
0: yeah, I was like, he's the only one. It's kind of funny.
1: <laughs> Apparently, they the the budget was was nothing, so they just wore their own clothes, most of them. <laughs> and I love that That's Chris Pan, RIP, wore tracksuit.
0: Okay, so so yeah, so it that was a, a heightened moment of drama, and then it happens, and everyone gets shot, and everyone goes down. I am so disappointed that in that final moment Mr. Orange thought to say, I'm the rat, I'm the cop to Mr. White. I'm like, why would you do that? Why? There was a I mean not a great odds chance here, but there was still a chance that you could have come out of this alive cuz the cops were converging upon the scene. Like, yeah, you'd have to explain yourself later. You may even have to go in witness protection. But why? Why? After staying alive in your own pool of blood for hours on end, you decide man. to do that.
1: The bro code, even though he ended in up being shot
0: l- in the face. Who? Chris? Uh, not Chris Benning. Excuse me. Um, what's his face?
1: Hi, uh, Harvey Keitel.
0: No, 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 no. Sacrificed by Elton John. Oh no. No, Alexa. No Elton John. <laughs> what is Alexa doing? <laughs> Alexa wants to play Let's Elton John. Please sacrifice by Elton
1: John, Alexa.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Justin.
1: Oh, no. If she plays it
0: now, this is your fault.
1: I didn't even want you here, Alexa. <laughs>
0: Don't keep summoning she's, her. She's
1: giving us nothing but problems. Stop
0: it. Um, no, 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 no. God, what? You just said his name. Mr. And- Orange? Yes. He gets shot in the face. We don't see it, but it, it, after he confesses, Mr. White's like, well, this sucks. And he grabs his gun and shoots him in the face.
1: But you know who does survive? Who? Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I mean, he'll, I'm sure he got arrested. but I mean. He's the one at the end that's like, oh, let me tiptoe out of here. We could
0: unpack that, because he said earlier, he's like, I am in this for me. Do I want you all to survive? Yeah. Sure, but I'm in it for me.
1: Yeah, you can't, get, you can't let bro, bro love get in the way, or you'll get dead. Everyone had some kind of like, yeah. you know. Loyalty that cost loyalty them their life. connection that lost. The, that's why they're dead. So he went out and went to jail.
0: Survival of the most selfish and fittest.
1: Um, but yeah, obviously, if you've never seen Reservoir Dogs, definitely see it. Definitely worth seeing. Yeah. Again, th- it's filmed in 35 days. That's it? For one point two million dollars, wow. this is a great calling card to have as, no as a filmmaker in your first film. That's pretty amazing. Uh and the tagline here, listen to these taglines, Chrissy. Okay. Let's go to work. <laughs> Every dog has his day.
0: <laughs>
1: Four perfect killers, one perfect crime. Now all they have to do no, now all they have to fear is each other. Oh boy. And this can't be an official tagline, but this is what they have on IMDb. It says, seven total strangers team up for the perfect crime. They don't know each other's name, but they've got each other's color. <laughs> Holy moly. That can't be real. That's
0: okay. That cannot be real. That is something that happened. Love it.
1: <laughs> Love it. Um, final grade from Reservoir Dogs. Hey. There you go. Um I have to talk it down to it probably... Maybe an A minus. I thought me. Of, as soon as I
0: said A, I thought maybe A minus. But I don't know what's like a ninety two. It's an A minus. Okay, there you go.
1: Again, Tim Roth, <laughs> Mr. Arch. Uh, maybe weird to me. Anyone, if if anyone's like that, please reach out. Eight point three on IMDb, ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. A yes, su- success on So I Married a Movie Geek. Let's move on to the second movie, Chrissy. Yes. We got from nineteen ninety-five the usual suspects. Usually, when there is a crime, there is a motive. I want to know why. Twenty-seven men died on that pier for what looks to be ninety-one million dollars worth of dope that wasn't there. Usually, when there is a lineup, there's only one real suspect. This whole thing was a shake then. And there's no way they'd line five felons in the same room. But this is not the usual crime. This is not the usual modem. He was in the harbor killing many men. Kaiser Schizze! He saw Kaiser Sose. And these are not the usual suspects. Keaton. I'm a businessman. McManus. There's nothing that can't be done. Hockney.
0: What, you got a team of monkeys working around the clock on this?
1: Fenster. Flip you. Flip you for real. Verbal Kent. Roger, really? People say I talk too much. He doesn't know what you want to know. I don't think he does. Not exactly. But there's a lot more to his story, believe me is what it seems the greatest trick the devil ever pulled He's here was convincing the world i know He's here. He didn't exist you've got to look beyond the usual suspects i'm smarter than you and i'm gonna find out what i want to know whether you like it or not i
0: work for kaiser soze he feels you owe him he does not expect all of you to live but those of you who do will have 91 million dollars
1: it was Kaiser Soze, Agent Kuyan. I mean, the devil himself. I'm telling you, it's Kaiser Soze. There is no Kaiser Soze. Keaton always said, "I don't believe in God, but I'm afraid of him." Well, I believe in God, and the only thing that scares me is Kaiser Soze. All right. Logline for this one: A sole survivor tells of the twisty events leading up to a horrific gun battle on a boat, which began when five criminals met at a seemingly random police lineup. The Usual Suspects was directed by Brian Singer, speaking mm-hmm. of problematic things.
0: And starring...
1: Written by Christopher McQuarrie, <laughs> starring Kevin Spacey, well, Bob. Gabriel Byrne, Benicio Del Toro, Kevin Pollock, Chaz Palminteri, Stephen Baldwin, Pete Postlewaite, <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito, Dan Hedaya, Chrissy, you've never seen sus- usual suspects till yeah. this weekend. What did you think?
0: This is the most insipid thing I've said in a while, which is saying something. I expected more out of this movie, and I didn't know anything about it going in other than its title and that Kevin Spacey was in it, and if I can compartmentalize what a horrible, horrible person Kevin Spacey evidently is, I always thought he was a brilliant actor. So I expected more just out of that alone. And I didn't feel this movie delivered in the way that the first one did. Ooh. It wasn't bad, but I didn't love it in the same way. It was. I felt like it got too bogged down in its own minutia of retelling the events and what was happening and who did what and the motivation here and there and blah 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 blah. I don't mind a a a good cerebral thriller. In fact, I prefer it to like a blood and guts horror sort of spray the guns everywhere and see what happens. Um, film noir, but it, it was it, it got convoluted of at, at a certain point and the juxtaposition of going back and forth between Kevin and the cop and. You know, and I have something, he walks, the cop walks in, and he's like, okay, tell me about this, because I, now I know something else, and then he's like, oh, yes, okay, well, here's a whole other chapter in the story, and he goes back and tells it, I, 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 and then we go back to the actual story, there was too much of that for me, it was like marrying, like, Ocean's Eleven with, I don't know, something less fun and more drab and dark, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of something that I went with I'm sorry
1: It's like melding something good with something <laughs>
0: shitty Remember that I said it was insipid But I digress uh, I just yeah I kept waiting for the twist ending Which I kind of half predicted I, I was like oh I think it's him I didn't predict the whole like looking at the You're wall You're like a twist
1: genius tonight Chrissy
0: I Well I mean it made sense He was the only survivor uh, so and, and the way they talked about him in this storied way I'm like no nah, I think it's him But I didn't predict the way he would like, you know, the Guatemala thing on the wall, like all that sort of stuff was interesting. I digress again. So I was just, I found myself waiting for the big reveal. I was like, all right, let's get to the twist. Let's get to the point. Whereas I think that if it had been a better script and uh, better pacing and telling of the movie, I would have been more interested in watching Kevin Spacey and the cast choose scenery and sit for two hours rather than wishing I could fast forward to the twist.
1: Are we twins right now? I don't know. Are we? Yes. Yes. All right. That's awesome. Both Reservoir Dogs and Us- The Usual Suspects, obviously huge bro movies. The bros love these movies.
0: Of course they do.
1: Got The Reservoir Dogs poster <laughs> on their wall, Usual Suspects poster on their wall. And after watching both of these, long time pro bro movies. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs holds up. Usual Suspects does not hold I
0: agree. Up. It does not hold up.
1: And in several ways, we've already talked about Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. Brian Singer, yeah, both canceled. Yep, both notorious douchebags. Um, I knew about Brian Singer before I heard about Kevin Spacey when I moved out here.
0: Oh, really? That's
1: how notorious he is. Yikes! Very grabby. Both of them are very grabby. That's terrible. Terrible, terrible dudes. Team
0: Anthony Rap.
1: Um, so obviously that part doesn't hold up either. Their involvement <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Like attracts um, like. Although Kevin Spacey, in his role that he's given, I thought he does he 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 did well. I thought he was probably the best part about the movie. Well, he
0: always is.
1: Between this movie and Seven, I mean, he played characters not to be trusted. No. So
0: <laughs> he warned us, guys. When he somebody tells you who time, they are, believe he's them. He's really good
1: at playing someone who's not not to be trusted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Like. Even uh, this movie is convoluted. Yes. It's, you know, endlessly just like complicated, dense. And then at the end, it's like, oh, it's all bullshit. Yes,
0: yes. It was all a dream. I mean, that's not what happened, but it might as well have been.
1: So always at the end when I saw this movie, and I've maybe seen it two or three times now, I'm just like, okay, I guess not. Yeah. You know, If the movie's Zodiac and it's based on a real thing and it's dense, it's like reading a good book, like I'm on board. But if you're like, made me read this huge long book and at the end it's like, fuck this book <laughs> you know it's like that wasn't even a book it or, reminded you know? me
0: of the firm in in, in, in what you're talking about i love about. the firm what are no, you talking about f- i'm not talking about the book the book is phenomenal but the movie where it's like it's all leading up to this big thing and in the book it really does lead to the, some crazy places but in the movie it ends with like tom Cruise being like tax evasion and i'm like <laughs> really you're gonna die on that hill
1: <laughs> okay now i get it <laughs> okay <laughs> love the firm though, but no you know what i mean like, yeah when when people talk about this movie, they're like, Oh man, the twist, Kevin Spacey. Like and I'm like, Okay, the twist, yes, but then when you think about it, you're like, Oh, then why did I see all these other Yes, why did know, we waste things, our time? Things happened that, you know, he wasn't in the room for, so basically right. it's all like just a bunch of bullshit. Yes. I don't know. Maybe it's just
0: It was me. It was me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um i don't know so yeah
0: i'm kaiser so sad. i also <laughs> the name i also
1: can't stand benicio del toro in this movie in the same way i can't stand him in last jedi i
0: don't love benicio del toro in general so i i agree with you on this and i feel kind of badly because i know a lot of people really love his work i'm just not one of them
1: like <laughs> his whole can't understand him thing
0: yeah the unintelligible the lineup was great though when they're in the lineup, the lineup and they have to scene, say the line.
1: <laughs> thank God it's in the poster. It's the best scene in the <laughs> I agree. movie. Yes. You're like. I
0: totally can, agree can with you. Can this whole
1: movie be the lineup?
0: Right. I was actually interested at that point. I'm like, okay, well, good. I thought of Ocean's Eleven. I go, this is going to be a dramatic Ocean's Eleven. I'm on board.
1: Well, I think it, I can look back through the trivia, but I think they like thought, yeah, trivia, the first one. The idea for this movie started only with the concept of a movie poster of five men in a lineup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's pretty funny
1: obviously the the title come comes from uh the famous line from casablanca quote round up the usual suspects yeah you've seen that one right
0: yeah well i haven't seen all of casablanca but i do know the line
1: i've just never been a brian Seeger fan guys well like i know chrissy loves at people
0: i do enjoy apt people anything involve, nazis. involving nazis
1: <laughs> um but yeah and Another also, what's thing, his, face? his treatment of Brad Renfro. Oh,
0: yeah! I almost in forgot. Recent years, but that's, that's super sad.
1: Um, the I mean, the first couple X Men movies, maybe I don't know. It's nah. just diminished returns with Yeah, him. that's a good and, way of putting it. And so I think he he looked out with this movie. I do think it's inventive in like the direction and some of the shots. Like this movie, well, the other one was made for. One point two. Mm-hmm. This movie was made. The budget, alleged budget, is six million. So yeah. it's not a lot. A big no, jump. No, and but they it, it took place in more rooms. <laughs> they yeah, more rooms. Also shot in thirty-five days. Usual suspects.
0: This is a movie that I would. What be- did you
1: like? So you are on board with like pluses? Kevin Spacey.
0: Uh, it's weird to call him a plus now, but but yes. Well, yes. You, you
1: surround everything. Outside of the movie, out of your mind, yeah. And you're like eh.
0: decent chemistry between everybody. Stephen Baldwin was surprisingly decent. Uh, I mean, this sounds terrible. Of biodome
1: fame, your favorite?
0: That's I was just gonna say. Like I, I think of Stephen Baldwin for three things: being Alec Baldwin's brother, being in biodome, and being like this crazy Christian person. <laughs>
1: Like those but up, are the, but up until and recently, like, I'm a celebrity the, get me things. out of here.
0: Oh the, yeah, that, that third spot would have been taken by I'm a celebrity get me out of here. But so so those are the three things that I associate with Stephen Baldwin. So to see him in a halfway decent role where he wasn't, you know, like he could act his way out of the paper bag, I thought, "Hey, this is pleasantly surprising." All right, Stephen Baldwin.
1: <laughs> He's like got his business card. Stephen Baldwin. Was not Usual
0: Suspects. <laughs> yes. I love, love, love Pete Postlewaite. Obviously, I'm a big Baz Luhrmann fan. He was great in Romeo and Juliet. I've seen him in a handful of other movies. He never disappoints me. He's always good. Limited role in this, but great in his limited role. Okay. So overall, the cast, minus Benicio, worked for me. Uh, together, I think they had decent chemistry. And... The storyline itself, like the actual plot points, were sound. If it had been told in a different way, if it had been a little snappier, a little less bogged down by its own weight of its story and minutiae, it would have been a better movie.
1: So both these movies have several dudes who seemingly don't know each other, put together. Right? Why why do we care about the guys in Reservoir Dogs and really really don't care about the guys in Usual Suspects?
0: That's an excellent question. You know, I, I don't know if I'm equipped to answer it. I think that we saw a little bit more, believe it or not, because the, uh, the former of the two movies is certainly a more violent movie, but we saw a little bit more pathos. Between them in in certain moments in the first movie and explaining their backstories and then when they got together they, their interactions particularly again with white and orange But in this movie, they didn't have that it was more Kevin Spacey telling the story about what was happening But there wasn't you didn't feel sorry for anybody. You didn't necessarily root for anybody There wasn't a protagonist among the antagonists and there wasn't among everybody being pretty unlikable one or two people who in their unlikability you still root for them as a villain to succeed like there was nobody to root for
1: see there you go that's a huge part of why it just doesn't land as much yeah but 8.6 on imdb 89 percent on rotten tomatoes all right (laughs) you're like nope sure nope (laughs) um here are the taglines for the usual suspects ready yeah these ones have better ones this is from the movie. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to convince the world he didn't exist. Oh. Who is Kaiser Soze? Question mark. Five, okay, this one. Five criminals, one lineup, No coincidence. <laughs> and uh, the, tr- you read the truth is always in the last place you look. Dun, 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 dun. Or, you know,
0: in this case, one of the first places you look at the red herring with the gimpy leg.
1: Oh, <laughs> that that scene makes me laugh now <laughs> because it's just like so exaggerated. That's what I
0: mean. I think honestly, I think that's what tipped it's me like, off at the, in the very beginning. I was like, "This isn't like what, what the fuck is wrong?" There with There needed to life? be
1: what well, well, obviously it would give away the thing, but like, <laughs> were there times when he's like telling a story, he's like looking at, he's like, "Oh, looking at the cup. Oh, look at the ceiling. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, look yeah. At, yeah. Look, at his, look at his shoe." Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> nike soze <laughs> you know yes um i don't know anything else about the usual suspects
0: um no but do you know it just occurred to me his name, so his name is uh kaiser soze right
1: yeah when that's I the, was the character everyone's supposed to be when i was in school
0: of. i went to a uh, school with a girl named crystal sosa and now I'm wondering if her parents were like, we're going to make this girl a badass and give her a feminine version of this name because of the movie, the usual suspects. That would have been a terrible idea. Yeah, she was too old for that anyway. She was born before the
1: movie. Uh, IMD trivia Kevin Spacey had been so impressed with Brian Singer's first film, Public Access. 1993. That he told him he wanted to be in his next film when he met the young director after a screening at the 1993 Sundance Film Festival. My question to you:
0: <laughs> Is it a question? Did
1: they? Did they? Did they do it? They definitely did it, right? There, you know, they did. You know, handsy, both of them handsy. I feel like Lucy Ricardo other. right
0: now, going off to the side.
1: Yeah, we gonna still. Go stomp have, some we, we still have <laughs> to. We still. <laughs> we still have to watch Bohemian Rhapsody, by the way. Oh, okay. Is it kind of weird? Mm, you know, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be fine. I feel icky. Yeah. Anyway, I'm <laughs> I'm glad I watched this one again as well. I I'm definitely more likely to watch Reservoir Dogs again in the future sure. than this one. Same. This is probably probably done with this one.
0: Yep. I lived a good life.
1: It's definitely and you, this is like the first thing you mentioned, I think a lot of people have nostalgia glasses like yes, they're like, oh yeah that one, and they haven't seen it in a long time actually especially since everyone in it has become uh, you, but you
0: mentioned it had great reviews on um in general on Rock I remember Roger B.
1: Ebert notoriously didn't like it back in the day oh,
0: how funny I was going to say I think you I always think this is c- kind of an interesting thing with certain movies I would like. To take all of the people who thought, raved about it back in the early, mid-90s when this came out and have them re-watch it and be like, okay, now give a review again. Does this, do you still feel the same? I feel like the ratio would go way down in terms of these amazing reviews.
1: I mean, I, I didn't see his first movie, Public Access, but as a calling card for him, which this movie was, it's not bad.
0: You said access. I
1: didn't say any.
0: You said access. Alexa, and, and stop talking to well, me. Why are you summoning her by saying her name? Well, Jesus, Justin, get it together. <laughs> She's blinking at me. She is blinking at you. She's blinking. She's very confused. She doesn't understand.
1: Um, what would be your final grade for the Usual Suspects? Mm,
0: between a C and a C plus. If I if I felt more generous and less tired, it might be a C plus. But I don't know. Tired, slightly cranky. It wasted my time. I wanted to get to the end, so it's a C.
1: C C minus for me. All right.
0: Yeah. High five.
1: High five. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Thank God. I know. I thought.
0: This never happens.
1: He was thinking like of divorcing is, me until this weight week. weight lifted off my shoulders. <laughs> and now he's like, oh, good. We can stay together. This works out. Oh, good. Now I can watch the rest of Leaving Neverland.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're on a problematic tour. We might as well finish and get off the ride.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, so. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs and Usual Suspects. Check, check, off the list.
0: Finding Neverland, check.
1: Yeah, about to watch that one, I mean, one, not Finding, that. that's a different movie. I'm
0: sorry, Leaving Neverland. Everyone
1: keeps, that Johnny Depp's in that one.
0: I know. That's I realized. Let's watch
1: none of the Neverland.
0: Oh, maybe we should pair Leaving Neverland with Finding Neverland. Oh my God, that would be genius.
1: Let's not. That'd be great. I'm. I, I'm not going to talk at length about this. <laughs> Again, it's very sad, guys. I know. Um, All right. I don't want to watch it. I know, but we have to. Because see, where where can you find our podcast online?
0: Well. On social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MovieGeekCast. And our podcast is downloadable pretty much anywhere you would find a great podcast, such as Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Citrus, SoundCloud, and the other S one that I always forget. Begins with an S that everybody Spotify? loves. Spotify. Spotify. Boom. Spotify.
1: And guys, <laughs> special, special shout out. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts and yeah. you've never given us a rating and review, and you like us.
0: <laughs> yeah. The caveat here is, if you like us, <laughs> please. Please.
1: We're getting up there. Those, those things are so important. We're getting up there. Yes. If you could do that, we would like, you know.
0: We'd be so pleased.
1: Yeah. We'd like sing a song to you. A couple of you honor. have left
0: some recent ones that I thought were incredibly nice and and generous. So thank you guys.
1: We We really do appreciate it. So... Um, other than that, Chrissy, yeah. next week is huge.
0: Yeah, I know. We're,
1: we're in. We're we're into March now, which means it is time for our March Madness rounds of our '80s fantasy movie draft tournament. What does that mean? What? Well, well just like the the college basketball tournament, this is like the this is like go time, basically. Oh my it's god! The semifinals. So next week, we've got our first semifinal round coming up. With the year nineteen eighty-seven in films, we got four drafters battling it out. Each of them won their way into this tournament by, uh, you know, uh,
0: winning a year. Winning
1: a year. We got the the winner of uh, eighty, I think eighty-two. I don't. I can't remember them all. I'm just going to s- tell you right now that it's it's going to be cutthroat because the 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 two uh, highest vote getters from each semifinal round basically come together in our final round which is 1989 coming up first week of April and the winner of that wins everyone's adoration like and, and a prize yes there's a prize the <gasps> oh my god
0: yes can't wait D- is it Sour Patch Patch Kids cereal TBD
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sour Patch Kids cereal. just asking
0: <laughs> we still have that somewhere I think
1: I think I threw it away oh
0: did you good on you I
1: didn't want it in our house smart roaches and all you know mm-hmm. possible roach bait they oh. love some sour patch kid cereal gross anyway all i'm saying is i'm super excited about uh the tournament winding down crowning a winner it's gonna be awesome
0: guys it seriously will
1: be um that and in two weeks we're gonna have two more movies for chrissy to cross off her list which is super exciting all leading up into april where the new Avengers movie is coming out. Yes. We just showed Chrissy's mom uh, this past weekend for her birthday. She finally saw Spider-Man Homecoming, yep. and she finally saw um, Infinity War, which she loved. She did love. So we we caught her up. I'm super excited about that.
0: If anybody sees uh, Captain Marvel, by the way, can somebody please tell me and Justin whether or not it's safe for our six-year-old to watch? Because... She watched all the other ones, and so even those are a little borderline. But she's like, "I want to watch this one," and we're like, "We don't know
1: yet." Can't be worse than Infinity War. Probably not. I think she'd be okay. Excited about seeing that as well. So yes, um, I'm excited about talking movies with you, Chris. I love you, and thank you for I joining love me. You. Now let's uh, you're the bomb. You know, trudge into the sadness swamp that is Leaving Neverland.
0: I'm already on it. Let's do it.
1: Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week.
0: Bye.